2: 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I've got a ton of jazz gear. Um, our boy Zach has loaded it up today. So once want you come down here to Marley's Gourmet Sliders, 3561 West, 4, 114 South, celebrating their new South Jordan location. Sam's hanging out with us. We'll talk to him coming up here in a bit. But you come in here, mention The Zone, and uh, when you get a combo meal, those fries absolutely free. They're yours. No charge for the mm-hmm. shoestring fries. So let's uh, come down here, get you loaded up, and uh, first come, first serve on this jazz gear. Come and choose whether you want a shirt, whether you want a hat. Let's uh, let's let's make it happen.
0: Those are the silky tones of uh, Scotty Gerrard sitting in for Jake Scott. The vacationing Jake. Scott. Did I already say hands and Scotty, by the way? Because I'm going to say that a few times. Cause, uh, if you did, I didn't hear
2: it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, shoot. Close enough. Oh well. Yeah, my bad. So anyway, you got make half sure. of it right. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Roxy Bernstein from the Pac-12 Network expected to join us here momentarily. Looking forward to chat with him. One of our one of the best when it comes to uh,
0: covering the Pac-12, and of
2: course, uh, great play-by-play voice.
0: Apparently, Scotty, we've gotten some a couple of complaints from BYU fans who think we're heaping the praise on the Utes a little. Heavy. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is, uh, which is fitting for the rivalry, uh, the run-up to the big game.
2: And by the way, here at Marley's, they've got the Cookie Monster Shake, and they're serving it in red or blue. Our guy uh, just walked out of here, got the red one, and then flashed the U sign. And I was saying, <laughs> I have no problem whatsoever on how you handled that first segment.
0: <laughs> yes, he did. But I, I just don't uh, – I think we're saying it the way it is, aren't we? I mean, I understand the pushback because it is a rivalry. But as far as I'm concerned, I, I, I think the Utes uh, pretty much deserve uh, the, the praise okay. they've gotten.
2: So have we seen, and, and, um, and Austin, feel free to jump in here. Have we seen an opening line on the Utah-BYU game, a Vegas line? Uh, right now it's four and a
3: half, Utah.
2: Four and a half, Utah. All right, so, so Vegas has put it at four and a half. Would you take Utah minus the four and a half? Right now, and I'm, I'm not look entertainment purposes right, only, folks. Right, right, I'm just right. saying I'm trying to get a gauge on. I think because we would all pick Utah to win the game right now. Yeah. I, I'm putting words in your mouth, no, but no, that's, I would. But pick do years. you think Utah is four and a half points better? I do. Than BYU?
0: However, what was that statistic you gave us, Austin? Earlier, you said that uh, what five out of the last eight games have come down to one possession.
3: Yeah, I'd have to double check it, but I believe that's what Tony said today on the air was five uh, of the last eight. Yeah.
0: Well, so yeah, it could be a close game, but I, I would take I t- I still take Utah with the points. So you take Utah minus the final half the points. Yep.
2: Um. All right. So I would look at it from a. So what if I said seven and a half? That might be enough for
0: me to go the other way. So you take BYU plus the seven and a half. I th- think I would play it on their home field. Yeah, but. But this is why I don't bet on sports, Scotty. Because well, emotion such, plays such a huge role in these things. But yeah, seven and a half. Then I go, I go BYU. But four and a half, I go Utah. I guess the reason I bring this up is I want to get where
2: where you think and and me as well, where you think this game lies is Utah four points better. Yeah, I think utah's probably four points better than BYU. But when we get into the seven points, ten point range, I don't know. Because this game just has a tendency to be closer than it probably should.
3: And if I could uh, amend my statement, it's seven of these eight have been one score or less.
0: Well, that's why this whole thing, four and a half to seven and a half, is so interesting, Scotty, because seven and a half is more than seven. There you That's that
2: education <laughs> that, at work right that's there. A, that's, uh, that's that. Uh, yep. That's. But, you know, and it's funny, like even last year, I think, what was the final score last year? Was it 35-27,
0: if I remember?
2: 35-27 actually was the largest margin of victory in quite some time. And and Utah had to overcome a 20-point deficit to to hit it.
0: So answer the question that we posed earlier before you got here, Scotty. Is the fact that BYU lost that game after being up 27-7 late in the third... Encouraging no. or discouraging. Discouraging for BYU. Now, I mean that, that's a punch
2: in the gut. And and look, BYU players and coaches have to say, Oh, it was encouraging. Look, you know, we're at one point we were twenty points ahead and if we take care of business, you win that game. The problem is there, Utah played like garbage for three and a half or for two and a half quarters. And when they flipped the switch, they flipped the switch and came back and won the game. And they and they won it by eight points. Like it, to me, if I'm a BYU fan, that was incredibly discouraging. Simply because you had them on the ropes and you couldn't finish it. It was there. It was there for the taking. And when Utah decided to buckle down and play some football, they mowed right past you. To me,
0: that's that that that's incredibly discouraging. Are you a uh, glass half empty or a glass half full?
2: Well, uh, I'm a you know, in regards to that, I guess if I were a BYU fan, I, I guess technically it'd be a glass half empty, but but here's the thing: Eventually, BYU's going to win one. You yeah. know, like you're right. A lot of averages you play every year. Eventually, you're going to win one, and it may very well be this year. I think BYU, if Utah does not play well, BYU has got every opportunity to win this game this year. Do I think it'll happen? No. Uh, but will BYU eventually win? Yes. Could it be this year? Absolutely, yes. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on this Utah
0: team. There is. And, and if they don't come out of the gate playing well, BYU certainly is more than capable of doing this. This is something PK and I were talking about on our podcast, Scotty, in contention. You can uh, check it out in all of the usual spots. But we were trying to decide who, uh, who, was, who had more on the line in this game. And the obvious answer is BYU does because yep. they haven't won for so long. But with this particular Utah team, with what they have perhaps – the opportunity they have to lose this game out the gate, I think that would be uh, that would be difficult. So, okay, and, and look,
2: Utah fans, like Cody just tweeted in, I take Utah minus 20 this year. Come on now, this game won't be close. All right, so are we, because we're in the weeds locally with Utah and BYU, are we making this game closer than it needs to be? like i should if if because there's a lot of people from the national perspective from 30,000 feet looking at it and saying Utah's going to destroy BYU um we knowing the ins and outs of these teams a little bit more but also could be clouded by that look i'm more than happy to admit i'll, I'll miss on predictions i miss all the time because sometimes when you're with teams all the time and you get to know coaches and you feel and you hear their their confidence and it bleeds over into what you think. So I'm more than happy to admit that I'm susceptible to that at times. So are we, because we're local and we cover these teams and we see them in and out, we talk to their coaches, are we being a bit clouded? Should it should we be predicting Utah winning by three
0: touchdowns? In a word, Scotty, no. We're not being clouded. We're looking at the evidence in front of us. I mean, uh, okay. So is Cody a Utah fan? Cody's,
2: I'm sure Cody's a
0: Utah fan. So he he writes to you, hey, it's uh, the Utes would win by 20, whatever. Well, that's not the history of this game. History it, would say otherwise. Austin yep. just said that seven out of the last eight have been one one uh, score games. Yeah. So what? Why all of a sudden do we say His, okay? I understand that the Utes are the better team. Yes. That's my opinion. That's your opinion. Not arguing that's, that. That's based on what we see. However. The emotion factor is huge, and playing at Lavelle Stadium—I—I I, I don't know. I—I I think uh, it's not—it's not all based on talent. If that's the case, I'm always going to pick Utah. But there's more to it than that. Yeah.
2: Well, history would say this game will be close. This game will be decided in the fourth quarter, and the game will be won by Utah. Yeah. That's—that's what history tells. See, tells that, us what will happen.
0: When you're talking about the 27 uh, 7 lead, that's the most discouraging thing for the Cougars because the Utes freaking know how to win. Yeah. They know how to win this game, and BYU doesn't. They don't know how to, they don't know how to handle it. it doesn't, I mean, they haven't been able to. So. I just can't, in good conscience,
2: say that Utah's going to win this game by three touchdowns, just based on history. Now, could they? Absolutely. Who's more likely to win by three touchdowns? Absolutely, Utah. Oh, there's no
0: way BYU wins this game. I mean, hell could freeze over, and BYU's not winning by three touchdowns.
2: <laughs> but you know, I mean, okay, will Utah have a three touchdown lead in this game like they did last year? No, I don't think that'll happen either. Yeah, yeah. look, I,
0: so, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, Moses could appear at halftime in the locker room. And BYU ain't winning by three touchdowns. Yeah, but but what kind of coaching? I mean, are you talking, does Moses come
2: in and, and does he get on the whiteboard and start drying up plays? Or is he just there as a motivational speaker? Well, what you
0: got to watch like, out for if he really does look like Charlton Heston. then and, and if he puts his hands up like this where the Red Sea starts to part. Yeah, are we
2: going to split the Utah defense like the Red Sea? Is that what he's like? <laughs> Like if, I'm just saying, so, so like, now the Utah maybe, defense is the Red Sea. I'm just is that asking a nickname I that just, BYU
0: has for Utah defense. No,
2: I just want to know what 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 role if Moses shows up. As you mentioned, like what role does is he a player? I mean, are we talking like 22 year old Moses? Does he have any eligibility left, or is he a advisor,
0: or is well, he just putting?
3: Wouldn't Aaron well, have to be there to speak for him? If I'm not mistaken, yeah, because he can't, couldn't speak very
0: well for right. him. Yeah, but then, you know, this is what you got to watch out for. If he starts chucking tablets around, then you got problems. And, and you know he did kill somebody as a younger man.
2: He's like a Kyrus, to the good book. Cyrus, put down the golden calf. <laughs> it's not a horse. You can't eat it. Knock it off. Well, are we talking about Moses after he comes down off the mount? Oh, you're, you're the one that said Moses is showing up in the locker room. Well, I'm, I, you...
0: I'm just saying it wouldn't matter if he did. Okay.
2: unless so, In uh, any way, shape, or form.
0: If he parts the Red Sea, then then the, 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 the he might be in trouble. But, see, here's my, this is the way I look at it. He's just as, Moses is just as likely to show up in Utah's locker room and part the Blue Sea because I don't pick sides when it comes to but does moses take sides <laughs> if For moses you shall drink bitter waters if he throws the if he throws the staff that, down and then, the, then he
2: eats the two snakes then you know i mean like we know the big man upstairs doesn't choose sides but does moses cuz moses still carries a little bit of weight it's a good question
0: you know, I don't know. This is uh, the
2: kind of analysis on the rivalry game you're not going to get anywhere else. That's right. Yeah. That's right. God is completely
0: out of the picture. I mean, he. Yeah. he I mean, sorry. He got. This he, is a godless game.
2: He's got big. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a. That needs to be the uh, theme. It's a godless game. If Utah <laughs> plays BYU.
0: Okay, so if we're drafting, he's on pro- the Lord's side. <laughs> if we're picking profits to side with the Utes or the Cougars. I mean, Moses, Moses did part the Red Sea, so yep. he has to be blue, okay. right? But who else? So Who's I'm, the I'm guy forgetting. that
2: brought the fire down from the sky? Was that Ezekiel? I don't like. I was imagining
3: Dragons, but I don't
2: know. Uh, Ezekiel would be a Ute? Yeah, no, I'm just trying to think, like, yeah, who would be your – if you had a fantasy draft for Old Testament prophets to uh, essentially lead your team out on the field of battle, who would you go with?
0: Hmm. <laughs> I don't really I want think, to go down this I, 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 no. think, I think Adam's a Ute because I mean, uh, it all started in the beginning, you know, with... The, okay. And, and, and Adam, you know, the University of Utah was there before BYU so, was, so, so it was, was in there the beginning. First. All right, okay. So that would be Adam right. going, you know.
2: So does that make BYU Eve? <laughs> because they came next? No. Oh <laughs> did, did BYU come out of the University of Utah's rib? Yeah. Who ate the fruit? Well, E first and then Adam. Mm. Or you want to go Kane and Abel? Is Kane, Utah, and Abel BYU? Well over the last uh, night. Uh, late, over
0: the last nine games it's been that way. Yeah. BYU's definitely been able. Unable. Or not. Yeah. Hey oh, yeah, nice. All right. uh, have we uh, gone? Down yeah, we this, should probably so we, stop now. This is what happens when does, Rocky Bernstein does. doesn't answer his phone. This is, <laughs> when we get in trouble for this, this is on Roxy. It does say in the Good Book that Moses served in Pharaoh's court, so he might have been more partial. But see, things. now
2: you're just showing off. you you just be like, oh, and also, did you know?
0: <laughs> uh, some of that Old Testament stuff is pretty wild.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Anyway,
0: okay. I didn't mean to make Sorry, it a commentary. Well, let's crack open the good book here and read from, uh, uh, from uh, Ezekiel 4, where it says, if you have the goods, go ahead and show the goods. Sounds like more of a Song of Solomon more <laughs> yes, than it does, anything it? than Ezekiel. Is that R-rated stuff or what? <laughs> Song of Solomon? I mean... I've known a few deacons through the years that got uh, kind of, a you know. You stumble onto that. And you're like, <laughs> all right. The old uh, the old scripture study got a little easier all of a sudden. You do not throw crap at your neighbor. I think that's in a good book, isn't it? Thou shalt not. That's number 11. <laughs> okay. Don't do it. We apologize, really. We didn't mean to uh, for this to happen. Uh, you never know. Uh, let's see. Someone uh, might point out that Brigham Young was uh, the university itself is named after him.
2: Cody did tweet Moses took forty years to make a nine day
0: walk. How's it going to help? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Oh man! Right. <laughs> who's a better talker, Utes or, or Cougars? Uh, better, as Austin points out, Moses wasn't much of a. Who's talker. been?
2: Who's been a little bit more talkative? Uh, I'd say I was really. Uh, you know, I thought the comments Zach Wilson made at BYU Media Day were pretty benign. Like it didn't seem like it was that big a thing. Like you know, you're gonna joke. Oh, well, they got us last year. We're gonna go three and one against you know against Utah. I thought it was joke, and I think he meant that just as a joke. Uh, that resonated
0: with Utah. That found its way up on the hill. Oh man, Kyle Whittingham is the master of that stuff you could make the most innocent comment in the world and it's just splashed all over the locker room up there yeah because when you're you know we go back to
2: that hunter versus hunted thing if you're the hunted you know and you and you're you're you you do not want your team to go around thinking they're they're the better team you want them to have that kind of fire that motivation so what do you do you say look guys down the road here say they're gonna go three and one this quarterback saying he's gonna go three and one against you you're gonna take that from him no
0: do you think uh, the modern athlete falls for that stuff? Um, Hans would have followed. He would. Have, I mean, he would have eaten that stuff there's up. There's a reason
2: know? why Jeff Reynolds at BYU back in the day did not let Hans speak to the media that often. <laughs> and some of it may have been your fault with the whole uh, big
0: hair. Dark makeup. And dark
2: makeup. Yeah. And, Flat
0: beer or whatever. I, I like. I love the way he he alters what he said. He said what he said. I recorded it, and he said what he said. And he says he mm. said something different, but it's okay.
2: It's a, it, it's it's crazy what one word difference does. Whether uh, on or around. around makes a little bit of a difference there. Mm-hmm. Right. He was on it. <laughs> <laughs> so wait a minute. So this is. So you're actually saying that that he did say that. But I recorded it. Hans, if you're listening, feel free to chime in. Eight five five three four zero zone.
0: See, I think Hans is in that locker room, and the coach is giving him all that all that fuel. Yeah, and he is just burning hot, ready I, to go out and I think tear it ma-
2: someone apart. Look, I think it matters. I think it does matter. Like, you know, and that's. I think we've talked to too many athletes. Now, you and I didn't play at the collegiate level, but I think we've talked to enough collegiate athletes to know that that stuff does matter. Now. Will it help you in the second quarter of a game? Probably not. Because, you know, because once the game begins, it's the game. Mm -hmm. But does it help in your preparation towards the game? Steve Tate told me this a long time ago about rivalry games. He said, once the game starts, it's the game. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't think about what a guy said a week ago when you're in the middle of playing a game. It doesn't make you play any harder in the actual game. He said, but what it did do is I spent a little bit more time in the film room. I spent a little bit more time... Uh, paying attention in practices, like I was more dialed in and more focused for those games, knowing that
0: there had been some chatter before. That's why the rivalry game is so well positioned in game one. Yeah, because you get all, you can use it all camp long, you can use it all summer long, you can use it all off season long to prepare. And I remember what Urban Meyer said. He, he said, "I want to work my team so hard that they know." and other coaches said this as well, they know that no one has outworked them. So when it comes down to the fourth quarter, they believe that they deserve victory and can secure it because of the effort. I'm not talking about the emotion of the week of the game. They, They were working their tail off way back when. And so for this game, it might be like we talked about before. It might be a little sloppy at times. It's game number one. There are going to be a few mistakes. But I think as far as the team's effort and and uh and energy go it's gonna be on all the way on just like hans and uh the women with big hair and dark makeup jeez that sounded that was inappropriate i know I, I didn't mean literally That sound, that's, <laughs> that's a, hans
2: is gonna beat me up now Scotty. that was you know i gotta have my guys back on that one that that's
0: that was a little over the top yeah but that's not how it was said it said, I don't. I'd have to go back and read it again. I think we, we just need to replay that last sentence. I mean, that was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't mean physically on anything. I meant that.
2: I... Hey Austin, can you just Gosh. clip that and uh, I'll play that back tomorrow?
0: Mm. Oh. Leave me out of this. Well. <laughs> <laughs> even Austin's like, no. And yeah, was it cheap beer? Is that what it was? I don't know
2: i wasn't there i was i wasn't i wasn't this, uh, this was i was doing my years. own this i
0: was this was twenty towards twenty three years ago
2: we're still talking about this
0: it's just well, i think that's the kind of impact it made on him, and he just got married too well, I know amanda wasn't overly happy, but, but she should have been mad at him, not me <laughs> I didn't say it I just wrote it. <laughs> All right, we're live here at
2: Marley's Gourmet Sliders, 3561 West, 114 South in South Jordan. Sam's with us once again. Sam, all right, so let's talk about these sliders. What really separates these
4: from, uh, you know, any burger you can get anywhere else? I mean, you can go anywhere, and you can get a big old fat hamburger. By the the time you're halfway through it, it's greasy. It's disgusting. You you throw half of it away. Here, you get tons of different varieties. They're little. They never get soggy. They're fresh. um, It's never frozen meat. It's just the best quality burger you can ever get. Uh, the shoestring fries, too. Those are awesome. Oh, yeah. And what's even better is if you come down and you mention, you know, the zone, you're getting a free shoestring fry. So, free fries
2: when you get that combo meal. And one thing, I mean, one thing that's really separated Marley's from everyone else, too, are the shakes. Not oh. just the quality, but the variety that you have down here. Oh, yeah.
4: And, I mean, we got the big game coming up at the end of the month. We got BYU versus Utah, and we've got our Cookie Monster shakes. You get them blue for BYU or red for Utah.
0: We both tasted those. They are. What's the
2: words Crazy Daddy. good. Oh, Ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you still do the uh, Nutella banana? Um, we do, definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, – I've had that one before. I have as well. That That is that is incredible. So come down here, Marley's Gourmet Sliders. Uh, I have a bunch of jazz shirts up for grabs. I've even got some B shirts as well. First come, first serve, grab one of those and get yourself some food. Bring the family by. Uh, load up tonight again mention the zone and you'll get when you get that combo meal they'll throw on the fries absolutely free 3561 west 114 south it's marley's gourmet sliders this is 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network
1: this is dj and pk the Yuger Ute's. She follows the Cougars. We're just wondering if there's any little future, as you almost called it, Yugers. <laughs> if a a Cougar? Oh, we got a Uyghur. You just coined a new phrase right like there. Uyghur. You're onto something. I would well, trademark that immediately. We've had a lot of unintentional comedy with me over the years. Now we got a little unintentional genius. How about that? Zach Wilson is he a Uyghur? Are his family Uyghurs? Oh, absolutely. They are on the board of directors of the Uyghurs. Wasn't Chase Hansen a Uyghur? You, yeah. Jeff yeah. Jenkins Yuger. Yes. Kyle Jones. Whittingham. U-ger? There you go. Morgan Scally. not a Yuger. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Do you have the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything all I at once? I am one of those. No.
2: 975 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network 429. And make sure to listen this Wednesday for your chance to win tickets to Hart. Uh, USANA, USANA Amphitheater will be rocking when Hart brings their Love Alive tour with special guest Joan Jett and the Black Hearts on August 30th. If you don't want to miss the show. Tickets on sale now. Purchase your tickets now at LiveNation.com. Band of the day, by the way, uh, my selection, which is uh, Green Day, but only from the Dookie album. I did not want any of the American Idiot or I hope you had the time of your life nonsense. Blah, Boulevard like of Broken Dreams. Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Don't want it. That's 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 sellout. Green Wake Day. Wake me I up want when it.
0: September ends.
2: <sighs> Wake me up when that album ends. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's a it's a pretty good album. Are like, you kind, not are kind
0: of, of a musical stop No,
2: no. I just like like I like bands. Before and, and look, I'm not knocking them because I look. If I had an opportunity to sell out, I would do it as well. So I'm now, not.
0: But what do you mean sell out? I just you mean, mean to make when cheap you, music that they know as a formula. Exactly.
2: To be successful. Formulaic music that is intended to drive record sales. Which hey, capitalism, God bless America, do your thing. I've got no beef with it. But like you know, I liked, and, and people will laugh when they hear this because they only think of soft power ballad Brian Adams. But early Brian Adams was awesome and then that stupid robin hood movie came out with that dopey <laughs> song in it and then it, he was garbage after that how about the spirit songs the spirit songs the anim-
0: from the animated movie spirit wasn't that brian adams
2: oh well that's the thing i lost
0: track of him after oh, that okay. so i
2: maybe but you know the and I heard Austin talk about, like, he listened to that album when he was in the sixth grade, which made me throw up a little bit. But I was like, that was my junior year of high school when Dookie came out. And you heard that, and like, whoa, what is that? So only from that album, you're House Band of the Day. So right. sorry, Green Day. We're putting restrictions on you.
0: One thing I have noticed in uh, PK and my wife's efforts for me to go a little bit country, I've noticed that some of those country artists really do know how to... Write a song that they know will be popular. Yes. Smart move. I mean, I'm not hating the process,
2: but, you know, at the end of the day, you want to sell concert tickets. You want, you want album sales. You want all of that. So, yeah, go, by all means, go for it. It's just you can kind of cut through the fluff and get to, okay, are you good or not? Okay. All
0: right. Well, I'm glad we got that figured out.
2: By the way, how I mean, you and PK go to, like, 15 concerts together every year. You got one coming up on the docket at all?
0: Or? We do, but I can't remember which one it is. I, I, I lose track of it all. Uh, I, I'm going to Elton John over at the arena. Oh, that see now. See, now I've, never, I've never seen Elton John in concert. I could have one time for free, and I didn't do it. So now I'm doing it. I was the personally price.
2: invited by Elton John.
0: I was not. But uh, let's just say I had access to the concert and uh, did not take
2: did it. Did not. Uh, how about Heart? And Joan Jet—that's that, a heck of a show, right yeah, there. Yeah, I've never seen either one of them. No. no, no love for Nancy Wilson back
0: in the day. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was a seventies rock. Yeah, sure. Right, fair enough. Which of the Wilson sisters did you favor?
2: Um, which is the one that's married? Is it Cameron Crow that married one of them?
0: Is it? I don't know.
2: There's a. I think it's. I don't know if it's Cameron Crowe, but one of the, uh, some director. Married one of the Wilson sisters. Is that
0: like picking between Lennon and McCartney? No. It's no. pretty easy. Okay.
2: So I've heard. All right. <laughs> Utah BYU about 10 days away. And now these teams are kind of switching gears a little bit and uh, preparing okay. for... Game week. It's game week.
0: Yeah. Essentially it is. That's is. They're, they're no longer beating each other over the head trying to get uh, conditioned and get things all in the head uh they are now at a point where they are game planning and uh, practicing what they're actually going to do what do you think of kyle whittingham being so uh uptight about letting anybody see anything in practice i
2: remember the days and and by the way i came into this market in i want to say oh three oh four so i didn't get the Lavelle Edwards era, where apparently any Joe Schmuckatelli could, could just walk into hey, kid, practice. I
0: sat in the golf cart with him, and we were shooting the ball through the entire practice. It was <laughs> a thing of beauty. Yeah. Although I did go down to BYU's practice once when I was just working for the LA Times before I moved up here to do uh, a feature on Ty Detmer, and I came up. The Times sent me up, and I was standing. In practice, on the sideline, Norm Chow spotted me. Didn't know who I was. It wanted yeah. to know who the schmuck was over there writing notes down during practice.
2: So it wasn't completely a free for all no. back in the day.
0: No, if there... they
2: knew you, you were okay. But if not, got to go.
0: And nowadays, it doesn't matter whether they know you or not. Well, yeah, Just now they here,
2: son. They got armed guards around. <laughs> but okay, so so BYU is a little bit better than Utah. Utah's closed off everything. Um, Although it was interesting that they, and by the way, props to Utah and Kyle Whittingham and their staff. They've done a tremendous job of producing a lot of the videos where kids have been given scholarships. Oh, yeah. You mentioned the one where the young man's wife, they kind of sneaked her in incognito as one of the trainers. And Uh, then she was able to announce.
0: I love that stuff. That her husband had a scholarship. Mason Woodward, who was a walk-on. Super cool video. If you get a chance to check that out online, do it. You're right. She, His wife uh, was sort of covered up with sunglasses and a hat and was standing there. And all the so-called athletic trainers were introducing themselves to the entire team. And the team was applauding. And all of a sudden, at the end, it's her turn. And she steps up and says, uh, essentially, Mason Woodward, where are you at? <laughs> and he stands up and he says, you're on scholarship. And the team just explodes i love it i 'm a sucker for that stuff it 's just like it 's just like when the service guys come home and surprise their kid or their yeah. wife I, you could I, I could watch those videos oh, all yeah. day, kids it.
2: getting awarded scholarships, I could watch them all day yep. people being reunited with their dog watch them all day yep i 'm not going to lie those are they 're tear jerkers yeah with that said though <clears throat> one that was uh, that uh, I think it was one where they brought in a pizza delivery guy to announce that a kid got a scholarship. <laughs> They flash over, the, you know, the camera flashes over on the crowd of players, and you spend some time looking at Zach Moss and his right hands in a cast. And, of course, people see that on the video, and all heck breaks loose on Twitter. Like, did you see that? And I've got, you know, a bunch of people tweeting at me like, oh, can you guys talk about that? And uh, I think it's interesting because I'm sure Kyle Whittingham probably had a long conversation with somebody who released that video about, like,
0: come on, you can't be showing that. Uh, That really puts us in an awkward spot because we were all many of us were up there when 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 Zach was wearing the cast and nobody knew about that. And he's out there and he was presented to the media and he's talking to people and he's got a cast on his hand. So we're not supposed to talk about injuries. Right. And then somebody, one of the TV guys asked about the cast so we come back to do the show, and look, I try to live by the rules, but I wouldn't live by the rules that day. You don't live by any rules. Uh, so, what did we do? We started making jokes about casting doubt on yeah. Zach Moss's availability. And, uh, you know, just the rules are just kind of silly. I... <laughs>
2: well, I'm just saying that's, but I got to imagine all the work that Utah tries to do to keep things. Under wraps, which again I'm not arguing. I understand what they're doing, but then you know one of their own videos gets released yeah. that shows the young man in a cast, and I'm sure that didn't go over particularly well. I suppose, but I'm, you know what? You know what? If I were Kyle, what I would do is I would send more of them, and I'd have Tyler in a cast. I'd have Tyler Huntley in a walking boot, <laughs> and just play the whole gamesmanship thing. Just have some fun with it.
0: That's a great idea, actually. Everybody would be confused.
2: Oh yeah. You know, all of a sudden, see Bradley and I in like in 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 uh, traction, like in the back of the room, like in a bed. What happened to him? With his leg
0: up. Yeah. <laughs> Body cast. That's not a bad. That idea, would throw man. people off a bit. Yeah, because they could do that because we're not in there for the practices, and so what they do is when everyone's uh, you know in, in practice, you just have a few key guys, yeah, and they, you know just have them. It's easy to slip on a fake cast. To jump in a bed, you know, put a bandage around your head. I think we're onto something. Crutches <laughs> fife, for fife and drum. Crutches for everybody.
2: <laughs> um, let me ask you something, uh, and I forget, uh, but I think it's an interesting topic about Utah and BYU. If you're, and, and Hans brought this up the other day, who does, who gets affected more by a loss, Utah or BYU? Let's say BYU loses to Utah, and let's say they lose badly. Let's say it's a 31-14 game or you know, a game where it's a multiple-score game. How much does that set BYU back emotionally?
0: Well, there's a couple of ways of looking at it. The first is that what's a loss to BYU? It doesn't cost. I mean, they're going to lose. You're talking, to, I'm talking about Utah? I'm talking about BYU. BYU, yeah. Like, yeah, BYU's going to lose. I mean, they're not going to go undefeated this year, and so it's just one more loss for Utah. Uh, this is uh, this is a special year; it could be an extraordinary year, and a loss at the beginning. I don't think a loss is really going to mess either team up. Uh, it definitely would hurt; it would be bad. But uh, I, I think the Utes would see an opportunity slip between their fingers that would be difficult for them to handle not so much that knocks them off their rails BYU and another thing is Utah has a couple of easier games in in, after this one BYU so turn around go to Tennessee you've been back there you know what that's like and when we talked to uh one of our guests who was it Austin with Josh was it Josh or Josh Parcell? Parcell he was he's from that part of the country and he was saying Tennessee's going to be better this year
2: well, I, I I would agree that with that, and I think there's an opportunity for them to get better. Um, but I think that if BYU beats Utah, they will beat either Tennessee or USC. They'll go two and two during this stretch. Because huh. I think the momentum. I think a win against Utah really sets BYU on a nice path. Because if you find a way to beat Utah, you ride a lot of confidence into Needland Stadium and in and, and up against USC, which you get at home, and well, and I think. If you beat Utah, you'll find a way to beat either USC or Tennessee. I don't know which one it's going to be, but you'll get a win against one of those two teams. But if you lose and use badly, I don't know. Maybe emotionally you're not in a great state for those next three games. I
0: agree with the last part. The first part, though, didn't BYU beat Wisconsin and then come back and just go absolutely flat against Washington?
2: Truth. Truth. So
0: sometimes there are exceptions to everything, but obviously winning is better than losing when it comes to trying to build confidence in a team early in the season. So it's important for both of these teams, but a a lot of people just automatically think it's more important for BYU because it's been, they've suffered eight straight defeats and all that sort of thing. And ordinarily I might agree with that, but this year is different this year, much more riding on uh, Utah's success and you talked earlier Scotty about the potentiality there. If things go the way we think they might, they could be a candidate not just to win the Pac-12 conference, but to be in a playoff. And if BYU beats Utah, do you think Utah's going to go undefeated in the Pac-12 season?
2: No, I don't think BYU I don't think Utah's going in undefeated in the Pac-12 regardless. It's a matter of if it's one or two or three. Right. I think, you know, look, you've covered the Pac-12 for decades. I'm not calling you old. I'm just saying you've been around this con- this conference. It is really, really difficult, and the parity is so good from top to bottom in that conference, where it's just nearly impossible to go undefeated in conference play.
0: So they better get this one.
2: So you better beat BYU. You better go undefeated in conference or er, in non-conference play, and you better only ele- if you if you really want to have those hopes and dreams of playing for a college football playoff, you you, know, you can only. You can only lose one game, if that.
0: How much weight do you give for the fact that Utah, in the Pac-12 era, under Kyle Whittingham, has lost one non-conference game to the Utah State Aggies? But that's the only loss. Is that because they're not playing tough teams? Yeah, I think scheduling. hasn't been that good, so they
2: haven't been as much of a threat? Scheduling plays a lot into it. Now they've got two wins against Michigan in that stretch when uh, Jim Harbaugh took over. But you know, look, they let's be honest, they Utah really hasn't challenged themselves a huge in a huge way in non conference outside of the Michigan home and home. Can you think of any other big non conference opponents that they played?
0: None come to mind. So and their reasoning there is that they face enough a challenge in the Pac twelve that you already mentioned. Uh but I think the fans like it when they play these kinds of games, uh, games that are a little have a little more heft to them. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. But I think Utah, I think Utah would be able to rebound, and Kyle would be able to get them ready to go the next week, and Kalani would too, I think. So, but but I just think that the Utes in particular have to get this game. Have yeah. to. Live here, at Marley's
2: Gourmet Sliders. We've had a lot of listeners come in and claim some of the jazz gear. We've got more left though. I've got t shirts. You want to stop by, please do so. 3561 West, 114 South here in South Jordan. Um, you, get, uh, you mentioned the zone, and we will hook you up with the free fries uh, in that combo mill. So come by, say, I heard you guys on the zone, load up on a combo mill, and Gordon Monson will personally pay for your fries. It's that easy <laughs> to make it happen. Happy to do so. 3561 West, 114 South here in South Jordan. Marley's Gourmet Sliders, 97.5, 1280 the zone. This. Yes is Tony Parks and Austin Horton.
4: Preseason AP Top 25 released. Utah comes in at number 14.
3: I expected them to be a little better in the rankings than that with all the love and hype we've heard, but then I reminded myself, well, that's because we're here. So that's about what you should probably have expected for the University of Utah. I would say probably closer to 11 or 12, Mm -hmm. but 14's not the biggest slight in the world. For the most part, you're looking at it
4: saying 14's about right.
3: That's not bad. But, Tony, do you think there's a lot of people thinking that this is? A slap
4: in the face. I don't think that this is the biggest slap in the face. I thought they'd be a little higher. I thought they'd be like maybe 12th-ish. It's a little bit lower than I expected from the preseason poll, but it's not like this massive
1: drop. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now your not sports report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And the Zone Sports Network. 97.5, 1280,
2: The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Hans Olsen, Scott, er, Gordon Monson, Scott Jarrett. Sorry about that.
0: (laughs) Force of habit.
2: Yeah, it's probably not going to be the last time.
0: How many is that, Austin? Two now?
2: Yeah, knows two over. this hour? Uh, he's not even wrong. Like I can't even be mad.
0: Well, that's because putting it Don't in cruise you ever just control. Getting,
2: like, just getting, like, just getting, you know, and that's something that you got to be better at. Well, you have to. You know what's fun is when you do it during the Utah State broadcast. <laughs> Welcome back, Utah State leading twenty-one seventeen. Hands and Scotty. Oh no.
0: <laughs> yeah, but see, you guys who talk so quickly, you have to put it in the cruise control. Because you're thinking about something else while you're talking, and people don't know how difficult that is to do. But that's what you guys are so good at. It's a backhanded compliment. No, I mean <laughs> a little is, bit. Yeah. I, no, I mean that's a. <laughs> no, it's
3: see when no, you're talking no, no. too fast to hear yourself, then yeah, you no,
0: no, no, you're talking, but you're looking at something else while you're talking, and, and you have that programmed into your into the computer, and so it's just trips off the tongue. Sure. Yep all
2: right not sports report what I, do we got i know this is the highlight of your day and it's oh to- i know when uh when i had an opportunity to come down here there were two things that really enticed me number one with far and away was marley's gourmet sliders <laughs> and number two was being an active participant in the not sports report
0: okay well i'll try So i'm gonna to-
2: pop in a fry oh, while oh, you I'll get go- off the rails here
0: <laughs> how was that first slider pretty good huh
2: um yeah you shouldn't have thrown back to me right now um mm-hmm. That's yeah okay. it was it was really good but yeah the killer the uh the uh, spicy chicken oh man that's good right amount of heat too
0: well, oh, okay,
2: enough to make you a little like you know it's there, it kicks you in the butt a little bit, but not to the point where you're like dying for water.
0: see the fact that you have a discriminating taste like that, Scotty, if you hadn't been in radio, you should have been a chef
2: oh I think i have the I have the interest in food enough for that, yeah, I can make that happen. <laughs>
0: All right. I'll try not to disappoint. Two things in the Not Sports Report. The first one is in the spirit of what the Not Sports Report was originally created to be, which didn't necessarily have anything to do with death and destruction. No. It had to do with celebrity news, yep. and pop culture. Pop culture. Yep. All that. Newsflash The Rock got married in Hawaii. Really? Yeah.
2: That's, uh, that's one lucky lady because... Yeah.
0: <laughs> you think there was a prenup involved? I think,
2: yeah, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure, because The Rock's worth his weight in gold, and that's a significant amount of weight, too.
0: <laughs> I would agree. So, uh, congratulations to the happy couple. Oh, I'm sure, yes. Uh, do you give uh, most Hollywood marriages much of a shot?
2: Uh, what do you say, over, under on most Hollywood marriages, maybe two and a half years? Something like that. If I were to set the line, I'd probably be at 2.5 years. <laughs>
0: Well, this, this isn't being overly optimistic. Sorry, but Rock, we hope you hang on, and we hope that she's patient with whatever it is you might be really interested in, other than her. Are you, uh, saying, are you saying she's no, uh, no, no, she's no. digging for gold? No, no is what no, you're saying. No, not saying that. I I certainly th- would think that Dwayne Johnson would be sophisticated enough to sort of navigate those waters, you know, in a way that. She loves him I'm sure. for him, not for his mother. I'm
2: sure it's all. I No, like, I hope that love wins out. They've
3: got like two kids together.
2: Oh, really? Over, oh, so. over, so they've been, been together 12 years, yeah.
0: Oh, well, then, then going, I think he's going to beat he's them. He's got the
2: Lloyd Cole marriage plan there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he beat Lloyd she, by, I think, six
3: or seven years. Why,
0: though, so. why rush it?
3: Well, Lloyd,
2: Lloyd and uh, Jess were dating for like 14 years, had two kids. I
0: remember the first time I said to Lloyd, did it ever occur to you that you might want to propose to this beautiful woman?
2: And he said no.
0: <laughs> well, there's no way of answering that question without getting yourself in trouble, <laughs> which is why I asked it in the first place. But uh, he, I mean, he's surprised he finally got around to it. Uh, good for him. Okay, the other one is this, and I love this story. I don't. Maybe you saw it, maybe you guys talked about it, uh, Scotty, I don't know. But an 89-year-old survivor of Nazi concentration camps, Jack Garfine, I think, or Garfine. Well, he married a woman in New York last Sunday, and he looks to be a very happy man. The bride, 50 years younger than him, almost. How old is he? 89. Wow. She's 40. She's 42. So not quite 50. Right? Or is that more what, than 50? So,
2: I, Okay, so back to our original conversation uh, with Iraq. Is this guy amassed a certain amount of wealth?
0: Uh, I, I don't know, but I figure anybody who survived uh, 11 concentration camps during Nazi, the Nazi years uh, and lost family members in those camps deserves whatever happiness he can find.
2: Oh, I don't disagree with that, but, but the reality of the situation is, Homeboy's got some cash. (laughs) Because a 42-year-old... You are such a skeptic. A 42-year-old saddling up to an 89-year-old knows that (laughs) clock is ticking.
0: Who was that? Anna Nicole Smith? Was she the one that married the really...
2: Okay, you know, this is like the first of five steps that leads to a story of a nasty uh, you know, battle over somebody's estate.
0: Here I am. Here I am thinking, oh, what a nice story. This 89-year-old man who has been through so much. He marries. And, and I mean, the, the woman was looked okay. nice enough. I, I, but, but here I am all encouraged. I think Jack. You deserve this, man. You've been through all this. Survived 11 concentration. Let's, okay, all right, You all right, beat Gordon. the odds. You're alive. You're 89, and you're getting married to a 42-year-old, and you say, ah, he's digging for money. Gordon,
2: take everything you just said right there, okay, and just hold on to it. Okay. Mr. Love will find a way. <laughs> endless love think of all that stuff you just said uh-huh. and have okay one of your unmarried daughters you know 26 years old and she's like dad i have somebody you need to meet <laughs> and she brings home jack who's a 74 year old vietnam veteran <laughs> are you like well
0: <laughs> love finds a love way. finds
2: a way what am i you know no you're like what are you doing and she's like, Dad, he's loaded. And you're like, all right. <laughs> go get that money. Is is that is that the appropriate course? I don't know. I, just, I don't know how how to respond to something like that.
0: Uh, Eighty nine and forty two. So that would be uh what is that, forty seven? Forty seven. yeah uh, well I, I mean, I just thought I thought it was nice that he could have that kind of happiness. You can't That's
2: tell what? me that the thought did not cross your mind that there was a significant amount of money involved.
0: Well, I wonder a little bit about the age difference, but some, you know, these days, 89, you know, there's things you can do, and just suddenly, you're, you know, just happiness can happen uh, all the way around. Sure, yep. I mean, I mean who do we have? Is Andrew coming from Wasatch Medical? <laughs> okay, all right, stop it.
2: <laughs> I'm honestly surprised it took that long for you to get there. I don't know. I don't know. All right. 97.5, 12.8 of the zone. Live here at Marley's Gourmet Sliders, 3561 West, 114 South here in South Jordan. Uh, a lot of you know about the Gourmet Slider location in Linden. This South Jordan location is hopping. So come down here, and uh, Sam is going to hook
4: you up. So everybody comes down and gets combo mill. We'll get a free shoestring fries. And these fries are ridiculously yeah, good, Sam. So- oh, yeah. I mean, they are so much better than any kind of steak fry or any McDonald's fry you'll ever get. These things are the bomb. So you mean, you can bunch in like six of them, drop them right in the
2: ketchup or the You're fry sauce. One right now. Oh, yeah. That is, that crisp you heard was Gordon Monson
0: oh. knocking down a fry. <laughs> you got to come to, I mean, Scotty, that's what I think of when I think of a great friend. I know. It's perfect. Absolutely perfect. All right. So I just had the killer
2: slider. Uh, with the, uh, and a lot of people think ciders, they think burgers, and you've got a ton of burgers,
4: but the fried chicken was re- crazy good. Oh, yeah. And the killer, it's got a little bit of heat to it. Yeah. Um, not too bad. It's the perfect amount. You just can't beat it.
2: Uh, what's your, so that's one
4: of your favorites, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I get that almost every single day. What uh, what uh, what other ones do you recommend? We've got the classic. I mean, if you're just a classic hamburger guy, I yep. recommend the classic. I went with the uh, Handsome Rob. Tell me about that one. Handsome Rob. Um, it's got bacon, it's got burger. I mean, what else could you want? That's it right there, Gordon. You I want one right else. here, so too. So, oh, yeah. you got the shakes. We haven't
2: talked to it, has been a while since we talked about the shakes. You got the cookie, uh, cookie monster shakes. Mm-hmm. To get ready for the rivalry game, you've got blue versus red. Mm-hmm. They're kind of an Oreo cookie base Oreo chocolate chip cookie. This is the cookie monster. Oh, <laughs> so good. I'm telling you, come down, grab some of these. It's a perfect night to take, bring your family out. If you're down here in the South Jordan area, bring the family by, load up 3561 West, 114 South and Sam's going to hook up free fries for everybody who comes down and get combo meals, and those fries are ridiculously good. I still have some jazz gear available as well. Just grab yourself a shirt, grab yourself some food, and let's go. It's right here at Marley's Gourmet Sliders, 97.5, 1280 The Zone.
1: Three, two, one, one. The countdown is back on The Zone Sports Network. It's the fifth annual college football top 60 and 60.